We're back. Episode two, better than episode one, but everyone still thinks the original trilogy is better, right? <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> Although... Mary, Mary, how's your soundtrack life been? Oh, it's good. Concerts, new discoveries, old discoveries. Well, it's the end of the year, so there's a ton of stuff coming out right now in November, so people can buy the shit out of it for Definitely. the holidays, and Definitely. so it's nice. Um, the big names are out. The little names and the indies have already put out their stuff for the most part, mm-hmm. so um yeah jam-packed right yeah jam-packed touring picks up again and lots of good shows coming up ryan adams that's right being one i'll be there with jenny lewis I'll be there. which is pretty awesome that'd be awesome and then i think there's another one. Oh, oh i'm going to see joe rogan i know that's not music related but i'm pretty excited about nice. that one i saw this little band called slayer last yeah? night yeah they're awesome do they play Christmas songs? Christian music. Oh, Christian music actually, okay, so, okay. Yeah, it's a, they're really good. Yeah. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Hot mic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. This is our second episode of our newly founded podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Mary. And we welcome you to our show. So, after that little intro of what we've been doing... We'd like to get into our second episode here, which we have lovely, lovely and tenderly called Under the Covers, right? Yes. Our favorite songs for getting in the mood for love. <laughs> no, wait, Monty, wait, that's wait. not right. That's nope. not right. That's not what we're here for today. <laughs> this, uh, this episode is our favorite cover songs, yeah. right? Mary, I'm going to ask you an easy question, and you can, this is a very easy question. What defines a good cover for you? That's a really good question. I don't know if it's an easy question <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many facets to covers for me. I like a cover song. I really like really different cover songs from the original format. I like interpretation a lot. Okay. Um, I also like it when I don't realize it's, it's a cover mm-hmm. and hearing it for the first time or hearing it again and still not realizing because they owned it so much in their own style. Making it their own. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, and you. That's for me. That's uh, covers for me. I, I enjoy it when I hear influence from the original artist, but also the influence of the current artist. Interpretation. I don't and... need to hear the Flaming Lips doing doing their best to sound like the Beatles. Right. You know that always just bothered me. Right. But um, I do love a kind of a wide range of covers. I like uh, I like it when uh, when artists try to try to do untouchable songs. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time, they fail. What are what do you think? Uh, what would you say are untouchable songs? Are there any untouchable songs? Oh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is untouchable. Okay. Um, I think things like that's the first one that comes to my head. Metal is a little hard to do, I think too. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, do you think it's because it of the, the artist? Style. Because the artist is so unique, like. Let's I think say... it's more on the on the song itself, mm-hmm. too. I mean, people can do Bob Dylan covers all day long mm-hmm. because there's room for a lot of interpretation. Very much. And he's got the unique, the voice, you know. Mm-hmm. But the songs are very, um, what's the word, attainable? Attainable, yeah. <laughs> Stylistically, you can do whatever you want to it, mm-hmm. but it's still a Bob Dylan song. I always think of a... Another one of the favorite things that I love about cover songs is uh, when an artist does it so well that you forget about the 
the first artist. And right. the one song I always think of is uh, Whitney Houston's I, was, I Will Always Love You. Of course. Originally done by Dolly Parton. Yes. But just completely, I mean, owned completely by by uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Whitney. <laughs> are there uh, are there any uh, are there any 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 songs that you think that you can that you that you know right off head that is like that like, that I prefer the cover of correct um, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah I Perfect. know that's probably sacrilege to Cohen fans but Jeff Buckley doing it there's something completely mm-hmm. magical so that's I, the first one that comes to my head that's like iconic okay I think we're ready to start this list I think so yeah. too. Anything else that you'd like to... Um, so we talked about it being under the covers. Do I get a blanket? <laughs> or... it, is, it is a, it is a, a, a colder day here yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. That's not saying too much to our friends in the in the, uh, the northwest or, or... Not northwest, or yeah, even northwest. Anywhere, in, north. anywhere north of Arizona <laughs> yeah. where it's in the minuses or they have that funny white stuff that falls from the yeah, sky. I, yeah, I don't know what that yeah, is. I don't know what that is either. Okay. Mary, if you'd like to introduce your first one, we'll get this list started. Well, thank you, Monty. Thanks for letting me introduce it. Um, so the first one I went with, we talked about what I like in a cover. I also like peers. I like contemporary groups doing covers of each other mm-hmm. within their same time period. So I started with Just Like Heaven. Um, to me, Dinosaur Jr. and The Cure, because they were active at the same time. Obviously, the song's a little different time-wise, but... Dinosaur Jr.'s cover of Just Like Heaven also made me go, holy, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe somebody can do this to a Cure song because it's so melodic and yeah. um, it just, I love the respect that they had for it and the the metal, the indie, you know, Jay Maskey's guitar is incredible. So yeah, it really upped it. It totally changed that song, which is really hard to do. talked about that the uh it you it's recognizable that the little intro to that song you're like oh i know this song but you hear that guitar the little fuzz on it the little wah wah it has going as well too you know it's different that's what that's one of my favorite songs i think as far as a even like as a dinosaur junior song right in their whole catalog they do that so well it's that jay maskis guitar style oh He, he makes it his own yeah my first song is a dion warwick original uh composed by the hit makers burt Bacharach, 
ladies and gentlemen, Burt Bacharach, mm-hmm. with the assistance of his counterpart, Hal David, who wrote the lyrics for the song. We're talking two guys instrumental in the careers of tons of people, tons of artists at that time. However, my favorite, or the cover is actually done by Isaac Hayes. It's off his Hot Buttered Soul album. Perfect for under the covers, right? Exactly. See that? This is Walk On By. Isaac Hayes gives this song a soul that no one else can. And it's the perfect entrance music. Like I tell people, this is that song like in the movie when when our hero comes walking through the door and the doors burst open and the smoke billows and here he comes walking in with this swagger of little little light can't see his face and you just know that this is a badass coming through the door this is walk on by by isaac hayes I love it. I think people should hear us in unison when we sing together, we, too. Yeah. <laughs> we should put that as like a second part. Yeah. The, the duets. <laughs> Mary and Monty duets. Twelve and a half minutes that song is, and uh, it is worth every single second. True. So for my second song, um, I picked Lake of Fire by Nirvana. It's a cover of the Meat Puppets. And to kind of go back to what you were talking about with Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston, I didn't know who the Meat Puppets were. I grew up in Arizona, but in a small town, and Meat Puppets were way out of the league. Like, I didn't do drugs yet (laughs) at the time because I was so young. And I'm not saying I do a lot of drugs. P.S. This is a disclaimer. Don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) Uh, But Lake of Fire really is about drugs, too. It's uh, A lot of people have talked about it being an LSD song. But anyway, to get back to it, Meat Puppets, this was my introduction to the Meat Puppets because I adored Nirvana and to watch MTV Unplugged, which changed a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. That album was in- terrific. Uh, but the way that Kurt captures the song is amazing. So I think that's it. This is like Fire by Nirvana from the MTV Unplugged. Call the home, try to 
MTV Unplugged in New York with Nirvana is, was for me that that a further introduction for Nirvana. But also when I heard that whole album and watched the television show, I thought it was all original Nirvana stuff. That's crazy. Like, yeah. For me, for me, it was like, where do I find this new Nirvana stuff? There's not any of their albums, and to find out later that they're covers, oh, it was so good. Which uh, brings me into my second song, which is also from that album. Uh, this is the man who sold the world. It is originally covered by David Bowie, or I'm sorry, it's originally <laughs> done by David Bowie, off of Bowie's third album, and this is the first time on that third album. It was the first time he used the backing band the spiders from mars Beautiful. which is the first steps towards david bowie being the david bowie know him, we know him as today mm -hmm. you know constantly altering constantly transitioning himself however cobain does this song and uh again he just it's one of those things that he just Jeff Buckley's cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Like I said earlier, this is iconic. I don't mean to slag on any of the Cohen fans, but this is a superior version for me. It was my introduction to Jeff Buckley, and it's been used so many times for dramatic effect in soundtracks or in film and TV. Sometimes I don't like it, but that's it's not just mine. It's everybody's, so... The original Cohen version is used in a Watchmen mm. uh, during this uh, during a, a, a sex scene, and it's uh, <laughs> it plays out so good. I I remember I was watching it with a buddy of mine who's a huge Cohen fan, and he leans over after the sex scene's over and he just goes, "That was so satisfying." <laughs> <laughs> really funny. As it should I'm be. Like, oh, awesome. uh, that's the other thing about Jeff Buckley in general. A lot as a woman, and then all I have yet to meet a woman that doesn't like Jeff Buckley. Mm -hmm. There's something about him. It could be his high voice. It just could be the way he owns it. But anyway, so this is Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah, from the So Real Songs from Jeff Buckley collection. Well, I heard there was a secret chord. The David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes 
goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing My next song is a Johnny Cash song from uh, covering a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, you went there. Final track off of the Downward Spiral album, 1994. Uh, This version was released in 2002. Um, It was uh, off of Johnny Cash America 4, The Man Comes Around. Um, Interesting enough, you think about the the song song we're going to listen to is Hurt. Johnny Cash's cover of uh, Trent Reznor's breakup song, basically. Yeah. In my opinion, Johnny Cash changes this song completely. He turns it into something emotional, something uh, something that is a culmination for his life. Right. At the time, too. At the time, yeah. And, you know, Johnny Cash wasn't in the best of health at when this song came out, so you knew that he was only going to be around a few more years. For him to cover this song and connect to a new generation of people who haven't discovered Johnny Cash, but also make this song something for people who have known who Johnny Cash was his entire life, and to see that video, if you're a music fan and you don't get a little emotional when that video starts up, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you're not a music fan, if that's the case. You're not a human, if that's the case. Very much. My, My wife still listens to this song. And she was still well up in tears every single time. I, I was thinking about it when you're talking about it. I remember the first time I saw that. I mean, the first time I heard it, holy mm-hmm. cow, that's amazing. It goes straight to the heart. But seeing the video and every single person around me when they saw the video, they couldn't help but cry oh, the first time. Yeah, so. the first time I saw the video. And was... it was, you know, when you saw Johnny Cash, you hadn't seen Johnny Cash for a while. And mm-hmm. then you see him in this state. And it was very upsetting and reflective of a life that was really full and we didn't want to lose him yeah but that's what reminded you the thing about it too is is johnny cash didn't seem regretful no he seemed very much like this is my life i'm happy time to move on kind of thing and it was that i think that's what for fans made it so much more sad but also happy because he knew that he was ready you know and he had gone through those phases Mm -hmm. you know he heard himself a few times over his career very much and came back from it so So here it is, the heartbreaking yet wonderfully beautiful Hurt by Johnny Cash. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything 
What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all Why did you make us all cry? It's hard to get through that one sometimes. But like you said, it's beautiful and simple and effective. Um, on the other side, another... <laughs> Actually, this is really cool. I love this cover because it's two of my favorite artists and bands. It's Ike and Tina doing Proud Mary, cover mm-hmm. of Creedence Clearwater Revival's Proud Mary. And we talked about it earlier when people apply their style to the song. Mm-hmm. Tina owns it. You know, There is a lot of people in this situation will say that Ike and Tina did it first and they don't even realize the Credence one and the Credence one is amazing Mm -hmm. in itself but and on a selfish reason you know I feel very lucky that my name is Mary and Mm -hmm. there's so many good Mary songs but Proud Mary is way up there and when I'm having a bad day you can I can just crank it and I think about leaving my job in the city (laughs) (laughs) working for the man every night and day um but anyway, this, I'm not sure what the original album was for this, but okay. I can Tina. This is when they were together, and I feel like this was an inkling to what Tina was going to do solo, because mm-hmm. it's also about a woman. Oh, yeah. Well, it's about a boat, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you can see her freedom coming through. Very much. And she's about to be like, I'm done with you, Ike. I'm taking that boat out of here. Ike wasn't that good. No. I mean... <laughs> I mean, (laughs) please don't come beat me up, Mr. Turner. (laughs) Anyway, so this is Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner. And I pumped a lot of tank down in New Orleans. But I never saw the good side of the city until I hitched the ride on the riverboat queen. Big wheel, keep on turning. Oh, the Oh, yeah. My next song, Shifting, because uh, on the Mary and Monty show, we enjoy hard left turns. We enjoy quick stops. We enjoy just taking a new scenic road every every time. (laughs) So my next song is shifting to a Radiohead cover 
I'm sorry, eight. Yeah, Radiohead cover by a group called Radio Dread. The Easy Star are Easy Star All Stars, a mix of reggae and ska artists who got together to cover to cover the entire uh, Radiohead OK Computer album. This is the Radiohead album that. that made yeah. me a Radiohead fan. OK Computer made me listen to everything that Radiohead had done at the time. And this is a song right after Karma Police. Let Down is uh, one of those songs like, you know, where like when, you, when you're listening to an album, there's that one song you like, and inherently the song rolls over into the next track, and you're like, then you discover that next track. Mm-hmm. This was it for me. Let Down was the song that I was like, right after Karma Police, I knew that Let Down would start, and it made me a fan of that song. Probably a lesser known song on that album, but Easy Star All Stars off of the Radio Dread album. This is Let Down. That's how it lends itself so well to it. It's pretty It's so awesome. great. I, it's it's melodic for me. I uh, I still have people like will tell me like because I, I I do playlists at the clinic I work at and uh, that song will come on the every now and then I will get a Radiohead fan. Was that Radiohead? <laughs> like yeah, it's great. <laughs> Is that Bob Marley doing Radiohead? <laughs> it's always Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this kind of goes uh, in the different relaxed side of things because i always think of reggae as very relaxing Mm -hmm. um but this is easy as done by faith no more um this is a song that made me realize how amazing mike patton's voice is Mm -hmm. and how strong of a singer he is i'm a huge lionel richie and the commodores fan in the first place and this song is hard to do Mm -hmm. and they don't stretch too far from the original Sometimes you can hear it and think it's Lionel Richie mm-hmm. if you're not really paying attention until you get to the ooh part and then you know it's Mike Patton because he puts a little Mr. Bungle, <laughs> I have to poop thing into it. So, But anyway, it's uh, a song that always makes me feel good as it should. And it's one of those breakup songs that you don't realize it's a breakup song because it makes you feel so good. Mm-hmm. 
but it's pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. But on the same turn, it's that release, and I'm gone now, and here we go. That's what a breakup song inherently should do. It should make you think about the future. True. Because they're in the past. It's right? true. You gotta keep moving. Keep on. going. You gotta look forward. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not happy when I try to fake it. <laughs> you know, it's the best breakup line ever. <laughs> anyway, so this is Faith No More doing the Commodores Easy. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see a big stall in the barrel. Yeah. It's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. It is a cover of a Carpenter's song, Superstar. Featured very prominently, most people know the song from the movie Juno. It plays a pivotal role in that movie. Not that it doesn't play a pivotal role in the Carpenter's career, but for me, this song stuck out because of the movie. Um, There's a great scene in the movie where Juno finds a relationship with this older guy who is a music buff. He introduces them her her to Sonic Youth, an indie music buff too. Correct, an indie music buff, and uh, it's not until the guy introduces Sonic Youth to her that you realize how much of a difference they are. And I always tell people, Sonic Youth is either that group that you're either going to latch onto and go on for the ride, or you're going to be like, "All right, see you later." Right, I'm not, that's I'm not, true. It's not for me. And it's in that scene where you finally realize that Juno is still immature. This guy is somewhat immature, but also. On a completely different path than what they than what they're both on. Mixed signals and everything. If that doesn't describe Sonic Youth, I don't know what, what else. <laughs> Mixed does. signals. Correct. But this is Superstar by Sonic Youth. Enjoy.
talking about in the interim is that I feel like that song made me think Sonic Youth was normal and that we would have something to talk about because mm-hmm. they like the Carpenters and mm-hmm. and at their time they were probably falling in love to Carpenters so there are times where I still wonder if I really like the car if I really like Sonic Youth <laughs> I still wonder if I yeah. really like Daydream Nation or some yeah. of the bigger albums that they had and Sometimes I confuse myself. Like I'm like, right. I'm gonna go back and listen to a Sonic Youth album I've never listened to, and I put it on, and I'm like, Yeah. Do you like water, or do you like water with lemon? That's right. Right. <laughs> do you like it a little sour, and then you've got Sonic Youth. Yep. Um, I went back to. So for a while there, I was collecting every Beatles cover possible, like. If people were doing Beatles covers, which is like an incredible task, mm-hmm. it's infinite. And so I thought, oh, this will be fun. But the reason I was doing that is because I'm a big Beatles fan. I They started their career doing covers because mm-hmm. they're such a young band <clears throat> that I thought it would be fun. Like, I adore the fact that they started doing covers. Turns that around, there's 7,500 covers just <laughs> of yesterday out in the world, which is incredible. So... I could go all day long just doing Beatles doing covers and people doing covers of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So this one, I chose Roll Over Beethoven because it's George and it's so pure rock and roll to me. That era of the Beatles, I adore. And it shows off George and his style mm-hmm. and his guitar. And so this is actually uh, from the Beatles with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So it is very, very early, very introductory and their love of American music comes through. Well, if you feel it, nag it, get your lover and reel and rock it. 
Chuck Berry song, right? Correct. They do a good job. He's related to Marvin Berry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do some proms and high school dances. Correct, correct. So. All right. All I want to say is Calvin Klein. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, right? So we're gonna stick with the Beatles here with my next my next choice. I uh I adore Stevie Wonder. And uh I think uh his version of We Can Work It Out off of the Beatles, the Red Album. I think is uh, is one of the few songs, Mary, Please Don't Jump Across the Table and Hit Me, that I think they do better than the Beatles. What? I do. Stevie makes it his own. It's off his signed, sealed, and delivered album. And uh, I'm telling you, like, there, I still, there, there's got to be people out there who think Stevie did this first. Well, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not going to deny that it's an amazing version. Mm-hmm. And me being a purist says I have to like the Beatles. <laughs> but there are, you know, interpretation if it's done right and, and it's think, stevie and i think the beatles are a hard group to cover and anything they do and everybody wants to do the big ones they want to do they want to do all the hits you know but i i think you know for stevie picking a lesser beatles yeah. song you know maybe was a good choice rather than doing i will beat you up for calling it a lesser beatles <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a, a, in the pantheon of their hits yeah i wouldn't probably put it in the top 10 would you <laughs> Maybe, oh, maybe not. Maybe Those not. Those Red and Blue albums are pretty they're, incredible. They're great albums. I mean, they are very formative for me. Yeah. So. Verdict. Top 10 song, producer. We can work it out. Beatles catalog. Jeremy's looking at us very blankly right now. Beatles work it out. Would you put it in their top 10? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, verdict. We are not working it out right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut to this song before fists start being thrown. This is We Can Work It Out by Stevie Wonder. That click was the sound of every single Beatles fan turning off our podcast. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> turning at all. off our podcast. No, I think because I'm a Beatles fan, and like I was saying, Beatles fans, you can get all the records, but then the other fun part is getting all the covers. For me, yeah. that was like the next challenge. Like, listen to every cover you can and see what you like. Because mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, so many people learn to play their instruments learning the Beatles mm-hmm. that it's cool to see people take it further. Yep. And it validates how fucking great these songs are. Yeah. And I said the F word. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're from mature audiences. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I can cuss. You know, I, I, did, I do get in an argument with somebody because I, I, I enjoy Hey Jude so much that when someone told me that Wilson, Wilson Pickett's uh, 
song, the, the version of Hey Jude that he does is better. Ugh. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh. Are you kidding? I that love was so Wilson mad. Pickett. So do I. So do I. The cool thing about that Stevie, though, is that Stevie is all over it. Mm-hmm. The we can walk it mm-hmm. out. That changing of it, but it's still familiar. Can't go wrong. Next up, uh, kind of same era originally. This song does something to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes right. my heart and soul warm and fuzzy and makes me wonder if people actually fall in love at this level. It's Joan Jett, who is, as a female, I can look up to Joan Jett till I die because she's so incredible and her style is so rock and roll again. So this is her doing a cover of Tommy James's Crimson and Clover. And I could literally listen to it over and over. album for Joan Jet. if you've got a dime and a jukebox near play it mm-hmm. play it I'm going to a uh, my next song is by My Morning Jacket they're covering an Erica Badu song nice for those Erica Badu fans in the house Baduism is one of my favorite favorite R&B soul records of like the 1990s 1997 I think is when it came out this uh, this song, My Morning Jack, is covering Tyrone, which is off of uh, Erica Vadu's second album, Live, which was a live version of her first album, which is like... It's kind crazy of, to uh, think yeah. about that she jumped right into a live album being her second release. Oh, definitely. Release. I remember seeing Erica on television, um, but I never listened to her when I was in, in the 90s. This is one of those rediscovery albums that came about when someone, I think, oh, yeah, it was at the, cas- the c- casino I was working at. Hundreds of people working there. They, people left books and stuff in the break room for people to read. And I remember walking over, sitting down, and there was the body or the live album sitting there. I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I never heard listen to Erica Body. I'll take it home. We'll play it. And it was awesome. It was something I fell in love with. And then going back and fu- discovering Bodyism was like completely like as far as like what I liked about '90s R&B changed because then everything was 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 rated off of that album for me yeah if you got a live album as your first experience and then going back to the studio album Mm. with all the production and everything so this is uh this is tyrone uh the original version is very soul r&b it's all erica badu Mm -hmm. my morning jacket and jim james they make it they make it their own 
And you know Jim James has that wonderful falsetto. Yes. He kind of utilizes it a little bit here too to to, to the effect of the song. And it, it just comes out great. Here is uh, Tyrone by My Morning Jacket. a 70s mode Mm -hmm. and the lyrics are so like subdued with Jim Jim sing singing it that's the sign of a good cover oh yeah um so kind of another I don't know if it's hard left it's all very soulful connection here but I I'm a huge Hall & Oates fan I am a child of the 80s and thank god for that sometimes because that's my pop sensibilities but I picked Maneater by The Bird and the Bee. The Bird and the Bee did a full Hollow Notes cover album, mm-hmm. which, if we're talking about covers, like, they went ahead and did a full covers album. So, props to them. Called Interpreting the Masters. They've done a couple, but this, with a woman singing it, the man-eater, <laughs> it gives it a whole new level of what women can do <laughs> to men. Lean and hungry tired Nothing is new I've seen her here before Watching and waiting Oh, she's sitting with you But her eyes are on the door So many you pay to see What you think You get it for free The woman is wild But she can't tame
cover by The Clash. It is a song by Junior Mervin and The Upsetters, who recorded this album in the Black Ark Studios, the legendary Black Ark Studios in Kingston, Jamaica, where if a who's who of reggae fans, they've played and probably recorded in that place. Bob Marley, everybody, list goes on. This is Police and Thieves. Uh, completely, for me, I think, uh, off of that Clash album, making it something that unexpected. I mean, it's from mm-hmm. the Clash, the, their self-titled album, but it, it is it's unexpected for them to do a cover of a, you know, a reggae song, yeah. basically. But this is Police and Thieves, and uh, probably one of my favorite covers of all time. while the song's been playing telling him my little anecdotes about his that I do beg to differ that The Clash doing a reggae song wasn't too far-fetched because at the time you've got London huge Jamaican uh, population Mm -hmm. and influence in in London of the Jamaicans so the punk thing and The Clash always made reggae authentic I remember meeting Joe Strummer once he did an Mm in-store signing and they were playing his record, and he's like, what is this shit? Put on some <laughs> reggae. Like, you know, that's who he is, and that's who he was, and he always was. And then my other little part, because it's coming up close to the holidays, I always think he's going, dreidel, 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 dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little mini, mini cover. <laughs> it does sound Happy like Hanukkah. <laughs> so next up, Kind of going back to what Monty had with Stevie Wonder doing a cover of The Beatles. When we talk about, holy cow, this cover is almost better than the original. This comes close just because of stylistics. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when I die, I'll say, yes, Day Turker by The Beatles is the best. But Otis Redding doing it, he brings a whole new energy and his kinetic, frenetic 
awesomeness comes all over it. <laughs> and this is actually from a collection that I love called Rubber Sold. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Stax artists for the most part, uh, but all R&B soul covers of Beatles songs. So. Anyway, so this is Otis Redding doing Day Tripper. That's the first time I've heard that song. Passionate. That guy just made it his own. Completely. That's awesome. Okay. Otis is the man. Otis is the man. Uh, my next song is a cover of a Guns N' Roses song called Sweet Child of Mine from a, a little group uh, called Taken by Trees, the Ooh. Swedish pop group. The Concrete's the lead singer of, the, of Taken by Trees is her. Um <clears throat> This was uh, utilized uh, as a promotional device for the movie Last House on the Left, the remake by Wes Craven. The trailer is uh, is pretty impressive because it doesn't do anything else but show images with the song being played. And for those who don't know what Last House on the Left is, very vicious, very brutal <laughs> horror film made by Wes Craven in the 1970s. Um, the remake was a lot more PG-13, didn't really go to the extremes that the original one did, but... For those people who are horror fans coming into a trailer of a movie that you knew was brutal with something as pleasant as this next song being played, but also the undertone of like something bad's going to happen. It's obsessive. Oh, it made it it's so good. It's a weird, obsessive, I'm going to control you song too. Mm-hmm. And P.S. I'm really glad you didn't say Cheryl Crow's version. <laughs> no, no, not Cheryl Crow's <laughs> version. This is Sweet Child of Mine by Taken by Trees. She's got a smile that it seems to me Reminds me of childhood memories When everything was as bright as the bluest sky Now and then when I see your face It takes me away to that special place But if I stare too long I probably break down and cry Sweet child of mine Oh, oh, oh 
introducing me to a song. You're welcome. You like never that, heard that song? Before? No, I never heard oh. that version. So Tender. A little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of funny because we keep talking about the Beatles. I don't want to come back to the Beatles apparently <laughs> on every song here. But this is uh, Ryan Adams doing a cover of Oasis's Wonderwall, mm-hmm. which in turn is a tribute to George Harrison's oh, yeah. Wonderwall. But I adore Oasis, and it's one of the most emotional songs they've written. And Ryan Adams paring it down and making it ethereal, and I don't know how he made it more emotional, mm-hmm. but he did. And so this is Ryan Adams doing Wonderwall. It's I have it from a covers collection called yeah. Inspired. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm guessing that's only on that one. But... I think it's off of uh, Love Is Hell. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay. There you go. Our awesome man, Jeremy, on his Ryan Adams info here. He knows Thank you. Uh, but anyway, so this is Wonderwall by Ryan Adams. And I'm sure you've heard it all before. You've never really had it down. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. In all the roads we have to walk winding, in all the lights that lead the way of blinding, there are many things that I'd like to say to you. Sitting maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me and after with his covers and he enjoys the flaws and I think that's what makes his covers so effective is that he doesn't try to outdo the original he tries to spin it and make it his own but at the same time you know embracing the the little things that make a song imperfect but also that overall can make a song perfect yeah Ryan Adams is another artist that I really enjoy when he does covers Mm -hmm. because to me it shows that he loves music overall like, he's not just into his own stuff or his own style. Mm-hmm. He goes from uh, covering Iron Maiden to Oasis to... Foreigner. Foreigner, mm-hmm. yeah. I I really like it when artists recognize and show that they love music mm-hmm. other than their own. Definitely. Um, Dylan. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't go... You mean Uncle Robert? Uncle Robert. I couldn't go without putting a Bob Dylan cover on here. And there are so many to choose from. But one that sticks out to me because it's unique and because it, it tries really hard to do something different musically with a song is uh, One More Cup of Coffee by Roger McGuinn, Mar- Roger McGuinn and Calico. Amen. Um, it's off of the Desire album, and uh, we all know Roger McGuinn is a former Birds member. But uh, I know him from McGuinn, Clark, and Hillman. Okay. And I know him from 
the song Surrender to Me. Mm, has one of my crazy. favorite line, lines in it. You keep coming back to me again and again. I think you want to love me, but you won't say when. Right? <laughs> think about that. Anyways, yeah. we're not talking about Surrender to Me. We're talking about One More Cup of Coffee. Uh, and Desire is my favorite Dylan album. Yes. Hands yes, down. Has, uh, and One More Cup of Coffee is my favorite well, besides Hurricane, one more cup of coffee from that record with Emmy Lou Harris. Mm-hmm. Yep. And White Stripes have done a cover. Uh, First Aid Kit has mm-hmm. done a cover. Yep. It's such a terrific song. The uh, uh, Roger McGuinn, he uh, collaborated with Dylan on the Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid album. He was That's very, right. very much on that album with him. So uh, for him to come back and do a Dylan, this is off of uh, the I'm Not There soundtrack, which is uh, for those music buffs out there, man, you want to. You want to watch a, one of my favorite music documentaries, not documentaries, music movies. I'm Not There is one of my favorite ones. Your daddy, he's an outlaw and a wanderer by trade. He'll teach you how to pick and choose and how to throw the blade. He oversees his kingdom, so no stranger does intrude. Voices trembles as he calls out for another plate of food. by Roger McGuinn and Calexico. <laughs> I can't believe I went that whole time called them Calico. They're going to kill me. Was that was fun. by Calexico. Pretty fun. Excuse I was like, me. I had no idea that that guy had a cat sing on that. <laughs> I, was reading, I was reading it off of my notes here and I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Calexico. I know better than that. Sorry, Calexico. You guys are awesome. We love you, Arizona band. Calexico. <laughs> what a rookie. And they're all over that soundtrack, too. Oh, they too, are. Yep, so. yep. That's very cool. Um, I, I'm going back to the Beatles. I know it's hard to believe, but yet another cover of a cover of a cover. Cover of a cover I suppose. Cover. It just went very meta. Uh, this is Stand By Me, done by John Lennon solo. Yes. And to me, the era that he did this song, I think he probably did it in 1980, mm-hmm. which is right before he passed away. And one of the beauties of John Lennon is, again, I'm going to go back to their love of the rock and of just pure rock and roll and good soul music, R&B. There's a really good um, documentary called John Lennon's Jukebox. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that or yeah. watched it. But Stand By Me was one of those 45s that he always had very close to him. And his interpretation of this made it contemporary. Not to say that Stand By Me, the original, isn't 
ethereal and a dream, but this one's contemporary to me and it always will be. So it's Stand By Me by John Lennon. Be afraid, just as long as you stand, stand by me. song is originally done by Benny King and if you've ever had a good friend or a good relationship that song at some point should come up in your life and you should dedicate it to the people you really love you should also go on a cross-country adventure to go look for a dead body (laughs) and if you run into Kiefer Sutherland run the other way run the other way yep My next song is a Jack White song uh, from the White Stripes. This is a cover of a U2 song. It's final track off of... Uh, oh, Mary, what did I say? Go ahead. <laughs> that I would love it and that it would be <laughs> awesome. And I'm guessing it's Love is Blindness it because is. it's one of the best covers ever. Oh, I love this cover. This is a, this is a personal song. You know, for you yeah. two at the time, especially for the edge. Oh yeah. Um, you know, connected on a on a whole different different level with them, and uh, I think Jack White really transitions this oh, song. Oh, it's incredible. Octoon Baby as a whole is an incredible album. This mm-hmm. whole covers collection of that came out. What's the I got covers I got this off of again? actually I got this off of the Great Gatsby out. The oh soundtrack. yes, that's yeah. right. But they have a full they have a full covers cover album yep. of mm-hmm. Octoon Baby, which is full of really great ones yep. and, like garbage. Oh yeah, that's doing right. Yeah. Acrobat. Acrobat, I think. yep. And this. This was a standout for me. I wholeheartedly agree. Here is Love is Blindness by Jack White.
two of my favorite artists put together. Trump's Jolene. Oh, yeah. And Jolene. that's hard to say. Yeah. That is very difficult for me to say, but that... Love is blindness. Um, so, talking about blindness and <laughs> things we can't see clearly, I picked Life of Illusion. Nice. It's a cover that the Foo Fighters... It's a cover of uh, Joe Walsh mm-hmm. uh, that the Foo Fighters do. And to me, again, Foo Fighters are the one of the very first bands... Where every single I bought, every import single, every American single, their B-side was always a cover. Which is Mm -hmm. awesome because they don't take themselves too seriously, but also show how much they love music and AM and FM gold, as they put it. Um, I had never heard this song before. Mm -hmm. I had never heard Life of Illusion. I didn't know who it was by, but I just loved the song. And it's Taylor singing, which... Mm -hmm. He's really good at the classic rock songs. Yeah. They always kind of like let him do Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, well, they don't let him. He's a big part of the band, obviously. But he is he is California Eagles, Joe yeah. Walsh guy. And again, I'd never heard this song. And it helped me get through some things. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can't help but feeling you're living in a life of illusion. Yep. So this is Life of Illusion by the Foo Fighters, and it's um, a B-side to Times Like These. your mind he can explore a lot of things Man, that's a good that's a good album title <laughs> that's a good album this is take me to the river this is done by uh the talking heads um have you heard the original al green version? i have yeah, yeah. it's a gospel song to it me I, I mean it's song, baptism yeah. and then talking heads make it yeah uh why do these people in suits want to go to the river yeah and uh it, you know i think a lot of people like this is this would be one of the Talking Heads probably more famous songs you know of their entire album but or their, of all their albums, I know a lot of people refer to this one a lot. So it's always shocking to me again discovering that this was an Al Green song. My mom who told me that this was an Al Green song. Oh, it's Al Green. We were on a <laughs> drive one time and she goes, "That's Al Green." I'm like, "Oh no, mom, it's Talking Heads." <laughs> she goes, "No, it's Al Green." And then she pulled uh, I think she pulled the album out for me, played it for me. But anyways, this is "Take Me to the River" by Talking Heads. Thank you. 
Uh, that also kind of, I know this is a weird tangent, but Sopranos. Yeah. Did you watch Sopranos? Mm-hmm. And that weird scene with the fish. Yep. With those <laughs> fish. And like, automatically I'm like, oh, I should be fainting listening <laughs> to this song, just like Tony. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hard right turn. Well, I guess not no, so, really. not so different. Yeah. Um, the artists are similar in their era and their weirdness. Um, two different countries, but... I'm going back to the Beatles again. Mm-hmm. Really weird, I know. Uh, but this is Susie and the Banshees doing Dear Prudence, which I adore this song in the first place. I was thinking about it earlier when I was listening to this that I would never assume Susie and the Banshees to do a Beatles cover. So that's part of the reason I really like it because I didn't think, why were these super cool, uh, this punk goth goodness <laughs> do a cover but they p- they picked dear prudence which is incredible so this is from uh it was on the best of Susie and the banshees i'm not sure which beach side it was first but anyway, here's dear prudence by Susie and the banshees It's a cover of a traveling Wilbury song. Go, name the five original members. Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, George Harrison. Did we already get him? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone forgets Jeff Lynn. No, I said Jeff Lynn. You said Jeff Lynn? Oh, okay, my fault. I said him first. So So Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Roy Orbison, and... Why can't I do this? Harrison. You said Harrison? Yeah. Jeff Lynn, Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. That's who I forgot. Uncle Robert. I forgot Uncle Uncle Robert. Robert. He's always fun at parties. (laughs) Dreidel, 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 dreidel. So this is a a song, Handle with Care, by Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins. This is off of their Rabbit Fur Coat album. Uh, Do yourself a favor and uh, give Jenny Lewis a try. She's awesome. Her solo and her... Stuff with the Watson twins on. It, it's all great. This is handled with, with care. Enjoy. Everybody got somebody to lean on. 
to reflect that Traveling Wilburys thing and had other people on the on the track with her. Ben Gibbard, Connor Overs, M. Ward. And there's one more. I forget, I'm not exactly sure who it is, though. I have to look that up. I think that's awesome because yeah. it's doing it justice and mm-hmm. not just her. Yeah. And that's one of the best Traveling Wilbury songs, period. Yep. Um, so uh, <laughs> this next one is my choice. And one of my favorite, absolute favorite covers, like, because it is so different from the original. And this is Devo doing I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. (laughs) And there is something about this song that makes me feel smarter. I know that sounds weird, but being able to... That's the awesome brain play of covers, too, is when somebody does it so differently from the original, it's Mm -hmm. fun to kind of pick it apart and go... Do it like this one, and it was so signature Devo. And uh, so, baby, 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 (laughs) here you go. Signature Devo multiplication of a word. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you said you like innovation, you know, when, when a band clearly is doing something different, completely different yeah. with the song. This was uh, the case with this next one. It's a uh, Leonard, or I'm sorry, a Led Zeppelin song called Im- Immigrant Song, done by, uh, done for soundtrack, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, hmm. covered by Karen O., Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross. Um, you can hear Reznor, all his influence. You can hear Karen O, her Valkyrie sound. Yeah. Um, all of it is inside this song. And uh, it doesn't quite sound like Led Zeppelin, but you know it's a Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's just one of those songs, like, this is probably more for me than for anybody else. I know it's split <laughs> a lot of people, but 
Yeah. I, uh, I do like this song. It's this hard is, to do uh, covers of Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, totally. And it, especially if they would have changed their name to Leonard Zeppelin, yeah. like you were going to say, because I exactly. think that would be amazing. <laughs> 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 so here's Immigrant Song by Karen O, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross. <laughs> And roll. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> totally feel the Resner oh, and yeah. Karano's voice is perfect for that. How do you not fall in love with Karano when you're at a Yeah Yeah's concert? Yeah, she's, she's flirty. Amazing. She's like clearly looks like she's singing the song just to me. <laughs> oh, of course she is. Yep. My when I first saw Karano, I just I thought she was female. Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. Because she would beat the shit out of her hands mm-hmm. and just roll around and didn't give a shit about what was going on. Yep. The concert and I just saw, I and she, like, destroyed a, she destroyed the stage when it uh-huh. was all over. I love that. I mean, I don't know how good it is for her physically, <laughs> but it's very gratifying to watch. Oh, very much. Um, so my final song for Under the Covers is a song that's been covered by multiple large or well-known artists. I was doing a little research, and I didn't know who originally wrote it, because I always associated the song with Willie Nelson mm-hmm. first, and then Elvis, and then Pet Shop Boys, and the song is always on my mind, which I think, if anyone sings this from the heart, their cover is going to be true to them, mm-hmm. and the and I guess it was Brenda Lee that first did like hers was the first well-known version, mm-hmm. but they say there's like 300 covers just of this song. Oh, yeah. So that's one of it's whenever you've been in love and you don't even know if you're in love yet either, or if you're thinking about somebody, this song, you could have been in a relationship with them and said, I'm sorry for the way I was treating you, but you were always in my heart and I was thinking about you. But you can also do that even if you weren't with that person and didn't do enough yet. And I'm going to say yet, because I believe in hope and future, mm-hmm. and that even if someone is always on your mind, you better tell them sooner than later. And I feel that's why this song is so uh, connected to people. I almost picked the Elvis version, mm-hmm. and I almost picked the Willie Nelson version, but I, I, I couldn't handle it. This Pet Shop Boys version is my youth Mm-hmm. And was my introduction to the song. Like, it was my own version of it. And then I went back and realized, oh, Elvis did this. Oh, Willie Nelson did this. But 
This was my introduction, and it was my version. So this is always on my mind by the Pet Shop Boys. pick uh, I like that you ended it on a song about love about was, knowing someone you know it's good yeah you know I was just thinking about it too the more I listen to that song it's like treat the people that you're with really well too like this is a, a cautionary tale almost <laughs> about love and how precious it is and you have to tell people my next you're right my next song kind of jumps off that as well a little bit more on the uh, reflective side yeah okay my last song is originally done by a group called Badfinger, Aww. who was later covered by Nilsson. The version I picked is by Nazareth. Nice. This is Love Hurts. Love Hurts. Pro- used Ooh. prominently in uh, Dazed and Confused, the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I hope you've enjoyed this. We have a few more coming. And Badfinger. Connection to Beatles. Connection to Beatles, Thank exactly. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Love Hurts has been covered hundreds of times by so many people mariah carey's one i think of nielsen i think even paul mccartney do it too uh he probably sang with bad finger that's true but i don't know of an official official but the nazareth version there's something about that one there is this is the song this is the first one i heard here's
Um, 30 songs, 30 covers that Barry and Monty have put together for you guys. We have four more real quick coming up for you. We like to let our sound man producer, Jeremy, get a few picks in as well. He has four for us here. The first one being I Put a Spell on You by Credence Clearwater Revival. Well done. Very well good chosen. song. Here is I Put a Spell on You. was I Put a Spell on You, originally covered by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Uh, great song. Oh, yeah. Great song. Good choice, Jeremy. Yeah. Good choice. One of these days, we'll get him out here to introduce these songs. Uh, his next one is You Ain't Going Nowhere by The Birds, a cover of a uh, Bob Dylan and the band, right? Yep, Bob Dylan and the band. Here is You Ain't Going Nowhere. Pack up your money, pick up your tent. You ain't going nowhere A gun that shoots tailgates and substitutes. Strap yourself to a tree with roots. You ain't going nowhere. The birds alone and their influence, and a collection of artists that go on to other bands. It's almost like a meta cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much. Um, Next, going on to uh, another song by Jeremy. He uh, picked Mr. Blue Sky, an ELO song, covered by a new artist, Mayor Hawthorne. Uh, if you haven't heard anything by Mayor Hawthorne, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. He has a yeah. couple albums out right now. They're both phenomenal. He does a couple of really good songs. One with Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite songs that he does. Here is... And P.S., uh, I think Justin Timberlake to- totally stole his style from oh. Mayor Hawthorne. Yeah. I agree. But I agree. If Mayor Hawthorne would have been the Disney kid, this would have been a whole different situation. Here's Mr. Blue Sky by Mayor Hawthorne. Everybody's in the play, and don't you know, it's a beautiful new day. Hey, burning down the avenue, see how the sun shines brightly in the city, on the streets where once was pity, Mr. Blue Sky is living here today. Hey. 
Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Where did we go wrong? Finally, coming down to our last song today, uh, a Bob Dylan slash traditional cover, Moonshiner, done by Uncle, I'm going to say his name wrong. Uncle Tupelo. Uncle Tupelo, that's right. Well, it's I not always a, say Tupelo. I'm just going to tell you that it's not a hymn. It's, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My fault. If you have an Uncle Tupelo, that's rad, <laughs> and I'm sure he's a nice fellow, but Uncle Tupelo is a band, very well known. It's, it's another, yes. cont- well, to me, it's reflective of the birds. Because yeah. Jay Farrar Jay and Farrar, Jeff Tweedy, Jeff I mean, out of Uncle Tupelo, we got quite a bit of music through Wilco and Sunvolt and the Jayhawks. It's a beautiful thing. This is Moonshine. Some hollow and set of my still if whiskey. Don't kill me Lord, I don't know What will When I go to Some barroom Rounding it out today, 33, 34 total songs today on our uh, Under the Covers um, mix, our second episode of uh, Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. Like we always end here, we want to let you know that all of our music is available in some form or fashion. Go out there and promote your record stores. Go out there and promote your digital downloading if that's what you like. And some record stores have digital. That's true. Well, most of the stores now. Yeah, yeah. If you visit an indie site, they'll have digital there for you. Yep, take care of yourself. Get yourself a, uh, a good collection of music here. Add some to your own. We will be back for another episode. This is Mixed <laughs> Up with Mary and Monty. I'm Monty. And I'm Mary. See you soon.